0: Welcome to the Tash Show podcast.
1: This story is incredible. Mike Tyson was doing an interview with a British newspaper, and he revealed that back in the 1980s, he and his wife Robin Givens uh, they bribed a worker to open a zoo for them, so they could have a little private time and walk around the zoo, look at the animals. <laughs> As they approached the ape enclosure, Mike Tyson hadn't, uh, had an idea. He saw a dominant alpha male bullying the rest of the submissive group. So he quickly attempted to bribe the zookeeper to open up the cage so he could go in there and punch the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. Tyson said, and, and you'll have to excuse my Mike Tyson impression, I paid a worker at the New York Zoo to reopen it for me and Robin. When we were going to the gorilla cage, there was a big silverback gorilla just bullying all the other gorillas. They were so powerful, but their eyes were like an innocent infant. <laughs> I offered the attendant $10,000 to open the cage and let me smash that silverback snot box. <laughs> he declined. <laughs> of course, he did. Uh, Mike Tyson loves animals. He's got a great collection of pigeons up there on the roof that he takes care of. We mm-hmm. all know he has the the, the pet tiger. Yeah, that uh, that he uh, he kept for a long time. Was in the movie Hangover. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, he just he didn't like the way that back was treating the other
2: gorillas. <laughs> Good thing he did not go in there. You think the Silverback would have beaten Mike Tyson? I feel like the Silverback could take both his arms and like pull them out of the sockets, <laughs> rip them right off. Yeah. Imagine that headline. That was how Mike Tyson
1: died. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tyson ripped apart after trying to fight a silverback gorilla. Oh
2: my goodness.
1: Do you think i I think there's a chance Mike Tyson could have won against that gorilla? No way. Yeah, man. He's, he was this is like in his prime. He was knocking out other men in like six seconds in the ring. The greatest fighters in the
2: world. he was taking them down. No problem at all. <laughs> maybe maybe if he like went in and got one punch off first and startled the gorilla and it ran away. But if they went toe to toe, I think it'd probably be over. I'd put
1: my money on Tyson, I think. <laughs> I
2: think Tyson could beat a silverback gorilla. In Punch-It, wasn't there a guy named, like, King Ape or something like that?
1: There was Soda Popinski. There was the, there was the tiger guy.
2: The, there was, like, the big fat guy, right, at the end? That was King Hippo. King Hippo. I knew it was an animal, not quite an ape.
1: Yeah, it was King Hippo. Mm. I'd put my money. You'd probably get a better return if you if you won. Oh yeah, the line on the gorilla would probably be more than <laughs> than on Tyson. That's so crazy. I'd take the uh, I'd take the the bet. I'd take the underdog, which I I do think would be Mike Tyson. But I think it's possible that. In a fist fight, Mike Tyson in his prime could beat up a silverback gorilla.
2: Maybe if you had a banana and like dummy no, with the- <laughs> uh, no tricks. Straight up boxing
1: Straight up match. The gorilla isn't as trained as Mike Tyson is. Dude,
2: these these things weigh eight hundred to a thousand pounds and they bite you. Uh, Jim, you're looking up gorilla facts there just to try and prove me wrong. Yeah, I will have to take a step back, though, because I said 800-pound gorilla, which is a common phrase where people just assume, but they only weigh about 400 pounds, so only about 150-pound weight advantage over Tyson, but they are... Up to 10 times stronger than humans. They can tear down banana trees. All gorillas can tear down a banana tree. They bend iron bars in cages. They have a bite force of 1,300 PSI, which is double that of a lion. They run 25 miles per hour. Usain Bolt can only run 23. They can lift 1,800 pounds. And I think most importantly, you know when people win fights? It's when they go ape poop crazy. Yeah. Gorillas are constantly that. That's their biggest superpower. But he's Mike
1: Tyson. <laughs> Hi, FM 96.
0: Hey, this is one of those times that Jim's actually making sense. The silverback <laughs> gorilla would for sure kick Mike Tyson's ass. That's your
1: opinion. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, FM 96. Not a chance you can
0: touch the gorilla. No way. You don't think so? No. The, in boxing, there's rules. The gorilla doesn't know rules. They do whatever it takes. Hi, FM96. Hey, how's it going?
1: Tyson or Silverback Gorilla? Who are you putting your money on?
0: I put it on the gorilla, but you got to take the biting out of the equation because they're both biters.
1: That's right. Mike Tyson's yeah. going to rip the ear off that thing.
0: Yeah, he did.
1: Thanks, man. <laughs> Hi, FM96.
0: Hey, I think if you can teach a Silverback Gorilla the rules of boxing... And the gorilla followed the rules of boxing, I think Mike
2: Tyson could totally knock him out, no problem. (laughs) What kind of crazy hypothetical is that? I guess they could learn sign language. I'm just saying, if a silverback gorilla goes gorilla on Mike Tyson, he doesn't stand a chance. But if he, like, followed the rules to a certain degree, or if there were rules
0: set in place, I think Mike Tyson could totally do it.
1: Hi, FM 96. (laughs) What's going on? Gorilla or Tyson. Man, nah, realistically I'm taking the gorilla But there'll still be something to see It would be a spectacle <laughs> I, I bet spectacle. Uh, Don King Could hype the hell out of that fight
0: <laughs> Oh, I'm sure Realistically, the girl has got Holy like Only in America reach. Hi, FM 96 Good morning Morning. I believe if Tyson gives give that silverback A little nibble in the air I think he could take the silverback FM 96
1: Hi, I was just calling about the Tyson versus the Gorilla.
0: Yep, who are you going with? Well, I don't really know who would win, but I would definitely pay $49.99 on (laughs) the interview to find out.
1: (laughs) It is Taz and Jim, and look who just gave us a call here. Our buddy Jeremy Hotz, very funny comedian who's coming to Centennial Hall Thursday, February 28th with his Dangerously Handsome Tour. Things are good, uh, Jeremy?
0: Yeah. You know, we're doing, uh, we're doing really well. We're, we're not even halfway done. Almost halfway done. I can almost look back and go, hey, I'm halfway done, and I've done a half-assed job.
1: <laughs> yeah, You must be enjoying yourself if the way you're gauging how it's going is how close you are to the end of it.
0: That's how I live my life, man. I, I don't no. <laughs> Come on, come on. Even 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 when I'm having sex, I'm like, is this ever going to end? <laughs>
1: well, I've uh, I've met you a bunch of times, seen your act over the years, and I gotta say, I saw a recent picture here. You are getting dangerously handsome as uh, as time goes on here, Jeremy.
0: Well, that's the way you know. I'm I'm hitting my stride uh, as I age, like most men. And human beings, the older you get, the better looking you become. That's the way it is. It just works like that. You know, that's why old people are just so darn good looking.
1: Yeah, those geriatrics. It's just hard not to jump on them. You're doing American dates. You're doing Canadian dates. Uh, How was uh, Saskatoon a couple weeks back?
0: Yeah, Saskatoon was, you know what? It was so cold. It was minus uh, 40. I'm surprised it was still open. That's ridiculous.
2: (laughs) Saskatoon closed for business. And
0: you know what? It's really good when you're going, you know, back and forth from California to Saskatoon and the you know the temperature changes like I don't know 150 degrees. You never get sick when that happens, huh? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. The germs don't thrive in those environments. And then you do the then you do the autograph line after the show, and you shake everybody's hand. And no, nah, you never rub your eye or anything.
1: No, <laughs> not like that's your signature move on stage. <laughs> yep, you've seen me, haven't you? Even, even if even if you wanted to stop rubbing your eye, you can't, because it's your thing.
0: Not. Yep, I got my hand all over my face. You know, I'm just going to, whatever's going on in the room, I'm going to catch. That's the way it is.
1: How's your dog Shackleton doing, Jeremy Hots? He's fine,
0: Shack's Just loving, you know, the weather uh, going across Canada, because uh, he's a chihuahua, so I'm not going to lose him in a snowbank anywhere. It's fine. This dog, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's eight pounds on a good day, and he's never had a good day.
1: Uh, do you do the little booties in the jacket when you're up north?
0: You know, you try that, but uh, he's a dog, so as soon as you leave him alone, he destroys the very expensive boots and coat that match immediately.
1: And he's a, he's a personal support dog for you, right? You have anxiety, and you like having your dog around because it calms you down a little bit.
0: Well, he's a service animal is what he is. That's, that's kind of, uh, yeah, he's he does do that. But he also, I uh, fell down and he keeps people away from my arm is what he does on the plane. He gets to sit next to me and if they come near me, he pushes them away. That's his <laughs> one talent.
1: Has anyone ever given you problems with you having the dog on the plane or?
0: Yeah, other, other passengers, they, they get really vocal about it. But you've seen me on stage, I'm, I'm louder than them. So <laughs> it turns into a real good thing. Plus, I know going in, I have all the rights, so I just have everything on my side, yeah. Yeah, I really fight for animal rights on the aircraft.
1: I know I've got food allergies and I can't stand people who will order food at a restaurant and say, oh, I'm allergic to this, I'm allergic to that, because it lessens the severity when I'm ordering a plate of food that might actually kill me. And I'd imagine it's the same when people say, oh, I need my my support peacock to come on the plane with me. It kind of takes away from people who actually need these animals to feel comfortable.
0: Well, that's not just that. I mean, it's like, you know, you got... You know medically are allowed to do that. so the thing is uh, yeah, when you're on the plane and someone does that and belittles the situation it's not a, it's not a good thing. that's why you got to let everybody know that they're wrong and uh, this is what the law is and they better shut up real quick or else you know, they can take it up with the Mental health Association and those people. Are crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what kind of stuff are you talking about on stage with the dangerously handsome tour, Jeremy Hotz?
0: Well, I'm going to do that mental health thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it went I jot it down. <laughs> so I do that's so how I write it. I kind of just make it up as I go, and what I see. So, you know, you're going to hear some stuff that happened to me the day before. You know, that's that's how I do it because. I got to get it off my shoulder sometimes, guys. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's still working for you. only
0: to get out there. Yeah, yeah it's doing all right. They, they, they come and see me. I've been doing this for 35 years in a row. We're excited to <laughs> have That's you at Centennial
1: been. Hall on Thursday, February 28th. If people want to buy tickets, we've got a link up at FM96.com. Jeremy Hodge, travel safe, and we'll see you here in London,
2: Ontario. Thank you,
0: guys. Stay warm.
2: Hey there, bud. Is that a fishing lure? Or sex move. That's a good move. (laughs) You're not 10. That's a good move.
1: Fishing lure or sex move is the name of the game. Matt McAnally is our contestant. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, guys. That's how the game works, too. Jim's going to name something. It's either the name of a fishing lure or a sex move. You get enough of these right, and you're going to win. You ready? Yes.
2: First off, here, Sweet Beaver. Fishing move? Wait. So fishing move or sex lure? <laughs> <laughs> it's about time that happened. Fishing lure or sex move? Sweet Beaver. I'm going to go fishing lure. You are correct. It's a great swirl and two tone pattern lure, unlike anything you or the fish have ever seen. Great swirl sounds like it could be a sex move. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it called? The Sweet, sweet Beaver? beaver? Okay. How about the tortoise? Fishing lure or sex move? Sex move. You are correct, sir. That's nice. when the lady lays flat on the bed face down as your man straddles you. Come out of your shell with this sexy move. The ten. Ta- <laughs> 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 it's like you're trying to sell us On the on the tortoise sex move Dude, I feel like the guy The voice guy on Price is Right That's what it sounded like yeah. How about the tail of the ostrich The tail of the ostrich
0: I'm gonna go fishing lure
2: Incorrect, sir That is when the man is on his knees Woman's on her back With the legs over his shoulders The tail of the ostrich <laughs> How about The Gay Blade Fishing lure or sex move?
0: Oh no Uh, The stress
2: The Gay Uh,
0: Blade
2: You are correct It is a fishing lure It's a deadly lure for bass Swirling and pulsing Like you've never seen What? Are you sure it's a fishing lure? (laughs) Apparently (laughs) The gay blade Look for it in a store near you Okay, finally here The hula popper Is this a fishing lure Or a sex move The hula popper Oh A
0: fishing lure
2: You are correct, sir It is deadly on bass pike And any other game fish as it is today, as it was when it hit the market 60 years ago. That's a wow. legendary one, the Hula Popper. The Hula one, Popper.
0: One sex move and four fish lures. I, got, I learned nothing today. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> nothing to
1: take home to the bedroom, but no. you're going to be uh, doing great on the old boats. <laughs>
2: you are going to the uh, London... Boat Fishing and Outdoor Show taking place this weekend at the Western Fair of Metroland Media AgriPlex and going to the Brit Floyd World Tour at Bud Gardens April 3rd. Maybe a couple things you can do post or pre-concert that you learned today. Because there was actually two moves. The tortoise and the tail of the ostrich. Right. There was two sex moves in there, Matt. Come All right, on. well, You
1: should be making notes, buddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am. I'm shaking a bunch of notes. I want to see you,
1: Peacock. Time for sports with Devin Peacock. The number two sports story of the
3: day is what, Dev? The number two sports story of the day is the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets and the frustration of uh, John Tortorella. Because there's all these rumors that Artemi Panarin's uh, going to be traded. He did not uh, dress for the game uh, last night. Everyone thought it was because the Blue Jackets are resting him, so he'll be healthy if he gets traded. Uh, Tortorella wanted to dispel that notion entirely, saying that he was, uh, he was sick, he was not being rested because they're going to trade him, and he went to graphic details to explain the situation. He's sick. He's sick as a dog. Yes, he's very sick. That's why he's out. I didn't ask him last night. Today, he, he was, I was told he's sick, not eating, puking. You want me to go into the whole tire track as far as what happened today with him? So we can get that speculation done with as far as that he's going to be moved pants he was puking he was doing everything so oh, nice. <laughs> uh, enough
1: <laughs> hey thanks coach <laughs> hey I could, could you not have just stopped that he's sick yeah <laughs> did you really just say
3: i'm vomiting and i think we got the idea yeah
1: does that make people believe you
2: when you're sick if you throw in the i, I poop my pants i think that makes you more likely to be lying because you're going that extra step so it's more suspicious to you, Jim. If, I think. So. If I
1: called in and I said, "Hey, Jim, I can't come into work. I, I poop my pants," <laughs> I, you you would be like, "Something's up here."
2: Well, if you said I'm sick and I was like, "Okay," you're like, "No, seriously, I'm real sick, really sick." Okay, Taz, I get. I'm puking. Okay, poop my right. pants. <laughs> I'm like, okay, man. <laughs> Do you guys remember that classic? Uh, baseball player Chan Ho Park oh talking about him being yeah, sick.
3: my favorite. Do you have it? Yeah,
0: yeah. I was sick. what well, I
3: had a, a lot of diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you want to
0: know? Your
3: manager you said you were sick. Right? <laughs> yeah, I had a, a lot of diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, feel better so, yeah, I had a <laughs> diarrhea and then, uh, <laughs>
2: Why? Why is it funny?
1: <laughs> I mean, what do you think? is diarrhea not funny in every culture?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's Save a be. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, <laughs>
0: duh.
3: Off day, off day. I had a lot diarrhea.
2: I He's the best. It sounds like a medical term, you know? To, maybe if it's not your first language and you would think it wouldn't be f- as funny as it is, but it sounds hilarious. A diarrhea.
3: The best story is still George Brett, which we can't play just because it's like way too long and it's we'll, filled with yeah. way too many expletives.
1: We, we'd have to spend half an hour taking out the yeah. swear words from that one. That's another classic. <laughs> At least those guys are telling stories to, to people about them pooping their own pants. Yeah. They don't have their coach just going out there and spilling the beans or, <laughs> well, <laughs> spilling something <laughs> <laughs> on their behalf. Do we know? Is he feeling better? Any any uh, any update on his bowel situation? I
3: can only hope he's feeling better after that. There's nowhere to go but up. I I, I mean, <clears throat> if I if I were uh, if I were Blue Jackets fans, I might be pooping my pants. They're going to trade him because they need him, but uh, I don't think it's I don't think he's long for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He, pants, he was puking. He was doing everything.
1: That's the Taz Show podcast.